0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk.
1: First thing I want to talk about is neighbours. And those neighbours, we've all had them. They're responsible for everything from inappropriate parking and noisy children to shouting and dogs barking, loud music, you name it. All of these coming high up on a list of nuisances from neighbours, according to a survey by Gifgaf. Well, Steve Cummins, the comedian, is with me. Steve, have you had any of these awful neighbours?
2: or maybe i've had them but them. not no not at all <laughs> i'm i'm whatever the opposite you know what i mean if you consider if you consider those naval neighbor, neighbors the devil i'm the angel i'm the one that deals with the bad neighbors i always have i i, I grew up in Moyross in limerick I, I think we've discussed this many times before but when we've moved into Moyross, it was 1977 Glenagross park Moyross. so right? it was a brand new estate and it was a starter estate it was lovely it was like you know, it was working class, but people, you know, uh, really cared about the estates. And I remember, like, you know, people doing cleanups. You know, of they, like everyone, all the neighbors getting together and you know, sweeping down the roads and tidying up and doing all that. And then, over the over a very quick period of time, uh, the corporation started moving some of the worst people anywhere the other estates in the city where they were getting complaints. They were moved into us, and the next thing, people started moving out. And I watched my estates turn into an absolute war zone. So I think that kind of coloured me. So. When I bought my house here, I'm living in a little housing estate in Roche, it's beautiful. I've always had it, if somebody, if, you're, if your dog is pooping on the green, I'm the guy who's going to talk to you about your dog pooping on the green. If you come speeding through the estate, I'm the guy who'll come, who'll come and come and grab you. Now, it's led to some odd moments. Like, there was a guy, one, every morning, there was this one particular guy, right? And he mm. had a huge French mastiff. Have you ever seen those dogs? They're massive.
1: Yes. And huge, things. huge big things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you can imagine their output is biblical, if you know what I mean.
1: I know, I know. We all yep. know what you Go mean. Go I've I'm
2: going to try and keep it clean for once, with you, right? And, uh, I'd see him in the moment, but you can always tell a responsible dog owner by how they walk their dog. If you're the sort of person who picks up the poop, you're keeping an eye on your dog so that if they poop, you can go up, there's the poop, and I'll pick up the poop. If you're not a responsible dog owner, you march, and you don't look back, and you hope your dog poops behind you, and that you never see it, and you never deal with it. So every morning, I'd watch this guy. But you know, I was making breakfast, so I was never 100% sure. One particular morning, there he is. He walks, he's right in the middle of the green, and his big, massive bull mass, or French Mastiff, does a poo like literally between two sets of goalposts where the children play football, right? And I went no way. I walked out. I opened the front door, and with my big booming professional voice, I was like, "Oh hey, I'll pick up after your dog," like this, right? And the guy turns, oh cool, sorry, right? Now I don't know what he, I don't know how he picked it up, but he picked it up. I don't know if he'd ended on him to pick it up, i because he was kind of staring for a minute.
1: <laughs> and uh, I, oh. honestly, I think he may have picked it up
2: by handed, right? I walk back into the kitchen, right, and my darling wife, knew was is there having a cup of coffee, and she just takes one sip of coffee and goes, Steve, I and mean, yeah, she goes, you realise you're in your underpants, right? <laughs> I was, i would run out wearing underpants and a t-shirt, and I'm roaring at 7 o'clock in the morning. But I will say this, I have never seen him or his dog ever again.
1: Oh, right? wow. I was, so, was going to say, it, I mean, does he pick up the poo? You've actually just scared him away from the neighbourhood, it sounds like. Wherever he goes
2: now he poops in a different place. Or maybe he maybe he got rid of the dog. So, right, but but in a serious on a serious yeah. side though, like you know, someone comes in speeding. Like I've had run ins with people for speeding and now, we're a cul-de-sac. So there's no need to speed in it. And I remember one saying to a guy, now he was, he was a young lad, and he came flying in the micro we've loads of little kids in this estate. Yeah. And he came flying in, right? And I just said to him, "Oi!" I said, Stop, don't uh, slow down or whatever um and went around the corner to where he pulled in. And he was just kind of trying to be dismissive. He said, you know, F off or whatever, right? And I said, like, don't you dare speak to me like that. <laughs> so, yes. And he said, I'm having a bad day. I said, well, you're going to have a worse day. I said, if you go into second gear, even this a state, I will track you down. <laughs> Which I know was quite aggressive, but it worked. Same with, with a, a neighbor years ago. He still lives here now. And by the way, I know I sound like some sort of You know martinez who's kind of ruling the estate i'm not like i i have no 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 no, not at all go on go on tell us someone has to do it right but with a guy and he had a dog the dog's name was charlie he was an Hmm. old dog unbelievable barking dog just would not stop barking and it looked very aggressive it wasn't but it looked like it would it would run out and be like (laughs) at people yeah but this guy would leave the dog out all night and it would be at that had his front door so any car that came by the dog would go lose its mind and Nuala was pregnant at the time. This isn't less to tell you how long ago it was, like my, my youngest is fourteen. But Nula was pregnant and you know how hard it is for a woman when she's pregnant with heartburn, to sleep is vital, and she can't be woken up with this dog. So what I used to do, two, three o'clock in the morning, it didn't matter, I'd be straight out over to his door, I'd pound on his door for maybe up to ten minutes at times, till he'd get up, come down, let his dog in.
1: So that cured him in about And no, it took about five or six goals, but then yeah. he never did that again. And, well, and I, I mean still when, when, I'm like, how are you? when you were growing up in my Ross, I mean, were, were, is that where you learned that this was the best way to deal with it? I mean, did, 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 did the neighbours there confront each other over bad behaviour? Oh, let me tell you a story, right? You want to know about confronting neighbours, right?
2: Let's just say Mrs. A and Mrs. B, right? Okay. So the A family and the B family, right? Neighbours. Mrs. A got a brand new washing machine, right? And Mrs. B comes in to admire the new washing machine and goes, Oh, geez, I wish I had a new washing machine. Mine's clapped out. Mrs. A goes, ah, jeez, Mrs. B, why don't you take my old one? It still works. Why don't you take that? So both Mrs. A and Mrs. B agreed, and brilliant idea. So Mrs. B takes the new washing machine. Mr. B comes home, right, and he goes, where's that washing machine after coming from? And Mrs. B explains, oh, Mrs. A got a new washing machine, so she gave me your old one. And Mr. B goes, I'm not taking any charity from those stupid A's, right? Grabs the washing machine, doesn't return it. Throws it out into the middle of the green, right? Right yeah. in the middle of these things. There's in the thingy. So now Mr. A comes home, goes straight to his wife going, what the hell is our old washing machine doing out in the green? She explains the story to Mr. A. Mr. A goes next door to Mr. B. The two of them get into a fight, and Mr. A stabbed Mr. B. Yep. Wow. That's the end of that story? Yeah. Wow. And now, it's all right, it wasn't a bad stabbing. <laughs> I mean, he was fine afterwards. Just, just, but tis but a flesh wound. Tis but a flesh wound. <laughs> exactly, as he's hopping on one leg or whatever. Uh, but yeah, so I, I watched a lot of, cause I mean, obviously, I, you know how, you, how you're rare, what you see when you're growing up. Yeah. That's only one of many very odd neighbor moments and neighbor fights and neighbor whatever. And I think, honestly, for me, I'm so careful. I go, I'm going to make damn sure. That the environment I live in is as perfect and yeah. safe as possible.
1: Well, you've shown you, and, you've uh, shown remarkable you, restraint in, in in not stabbing anyone in rush for for throwing <laughs> throwing a well, dog poo into people's uh, you, you haven't looked at today's court course diary. <laughs> no, right? I haven't yet. You could be there. Well, listen, William Corliss is with us as well, the executive coach, workplace mediator, senior partner, at Medi- mediation foundation Ireland, William. I mean, <laughs> short of uh, uh, confronting people with uh, sharp objects. I mean, this is kind of a, a a bit of a minefield for some people when it starts happening, a bit of bad behaviour from neighbours and not everyone is as as, as gung-ho as Steve or a, a, as as confident as Steve, maybe, is the better way to describe it, in confronting the neighbours. And they let it go for a while and a bad problem becomes worse. So ha- how do you manage it? How do you manage it? So, yeah, I was listening
0: intensely into Stephen there with all his his uh, different scenarios there. I suppose your next guest is coming up in one direction. Conflict can only go in one direction in some people's minds, which is a meltdown to quote Niall there, Niall Horn. What I would say is a lot of people don't have that conflict capacity, those conflict tools. So again, really what it is, is figuring out what are your options. So for example, do you go the aggressive route? Do you go avoidance, do you do appeasement? Or do you do something different? And we talk about, uh, in the Mediation Foundation of Ireland, my partner Luke would talk about this, the three deals. Deal with it early, directly, and constructively. And as you know, just like debts and taxes, conflict is inevitable. So what you're trying to do is, in that conflict toolbox then, is build up listening, curiosity, what's going on. So Stephen was talking about there about the guy that was speeding earlier on. I'm having a bad day. What was happening there was he wasn't really aware of his own behaviours. And a bit like him growing up in Moy Ross, what is, what is that culture reward? So if I avoid it, it's just going to happen again and again and again. And this is what we call the social discipline window. We have to hold people in high support and high accountability. And it might have been sometimes banging on the door, might have been low support and high accountability, but mm. we'll get to that later on. So then when it comes to I suppose the approach is really important then. Yeah. So your body language, face expressions, neutral tone, and be prepared. So I often say to my uh, sons, Danny and Finn, I'll say the golden rule is to keep it cool. So if you're mentally and emotionally strong and calm, it's easier for you to be in a place where you actually listen to people. So and, for and, example, and are, are, they, are most people yeah. kind
1: of, William, as well, I, I, most people are there's exceptions to this, they're reasonable, aren't they? We kind of, I think, catastrophise in our own minds how, how the situation is going to pan out if we confront someone. We, we, ima- we imagine Mr. A turning up and stabbing Mr. B because of a row over a washing machine. I mean, that's exactly. that's a rarity.
0: It, it is. We have all these fears. And obviously, you have to make sure you, your safety concerns are addressed. So let's go back to the example of the speeding car and that young man in the speeding car. He said, I had, had a bad day. Now a lot of people, what they're fearful is, I don't want it to escalate, or I'm fearful of my relationship with that person will be damaged. So if we deal with it it early, then that I deal with directly with that person, I can go to that that young man and say, you know, you're speeding there. Here's the situation: the speeding then is very dangerous to the kids, and in future, here's what I'd like to see. However, if you before that approach the person and do with a sense of curiosity and calmness then to say actually is everything going okay i'm having a really bad day if you're listening to them they'll soften they won't be stuck in their position of conflict they deal with directly then instead of going to what do we do in ireland we're very passive aggressive so when you go to a a restaurant and the waiting staff ask you how is was
1: your meal what's your most likely oh I said, that's absolutely amazing it's great great stuff and fabulous it, meal thanks yeah. a million. and then when they walk away I say jeez this minute is shite it's bread, isn't that exactly what we do that's not very <laughs> constructive is it <laughs> no. okay
0: so again what we have to do is, is our language is really important to deal in directly and this is what they call radical candor how do I open and honest now if I have a bit of rapport with that young man there and I'm helping them through their challenges. Say, listen, can you do me a favor? This is the whole principle of reciprocity. You do something for me. I do something for you. So again, language is really important then as well. So again, I'll go back to, to you and I'll say, if I told you in the nicest way possible, even if I had my body language and tone nice, and I say to you, whatever you do, don't get stressed. What's going to happen if I kept, kept saying that? I don't want you to get stressed. What's going to happen? Stress, absolute Stress. Exactly. What you want the person to be is calm. So again, I want to have a healthy relationship. I want a nice neighbourhood where we all can, I suppose, enjoy that. And this is where you're very constructive within that.
1: Well, listen, it's, oh, yeah. it's great advice, William. Uh, and thanks a for sharing it. William Corliss is an executive coach. He's a workplace mediator. And you will find him at the Medi- Mediation uh, Foundation, Ireland. Steve Cummins as well, comedian Steve. Always a pleasure. And thanks William, million uh, for uh, joining us. Uh, one listener says, I had a noisy neighbour downstairs. TV on until four or five in the morning. Went down six times. He never listened. What did I do? I simply moved. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Coddegy. With Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on news talk